going to give you a little bit of an injury update. Um, Marquise is probably going to be out this week with a shoulder. Uh, he separated in the game the other, the other day, so uh, we're not going to have his services. Uh, Mike Lee and Montel both have recovered pretty well from their concussion protocol. They We'll see how they how they look today out of practice. Uh, once you get that activity going, sometimes uh, that tells you a little bit more about where they're at. Uh, Joe Gibson, on the other hand, we feel like he's actually ready to go, which uh, would be good to have him back into the into the mix and the rotation there. Uh, Bobby Hartzog, he didn't make the trip the other day. He had a, an injury in practice last week to his Achilles. Um, he he still isn't practicing with us today, so. He doesn't look like he's going to be able to make the trip. I'm not or make the uh, the game this week, but we'll see. Um, Mike Lee, like I said, he's responded pretty well. He, he looks pretty good. So uh, those are the guys really that I know you may have some questions about. Uh, we did get some good news from the league the other day that uh, Daniel Wise has been reinstated uh, from the uh, the uh, the penalty that occurred the other night. So we're getting him back. So that's some good news. I know we're excited about that. Um, and just moving on to Iowa State, uh, man, our seniors, I can't be prouder of, of those guys. They've done a really good job of, of leading our, our team. I have a lot of questions a lot of times about how our guys continue to move forward and, and how they're so resilient. And the answer is just quite simply in those seniors and their character. They've done a really nice job. They deserve a great finish here uh, to end their senior year, and our guys are committed to doing that for them. And, and those guys are too. Fish, Banks, those guys have kind of led the charge for us there. Uh, so uh, we're committed to getting those guys a great finish starting with this, this week. It's going to be a great Saturday against another really good opponent. Uh, they got a lot of experience coming back on that football team. I know there's a new staff there. Matt's done a terrific job with those guys. Um, offensively, I think I counted up 173 starts that they have. They've got a bunch of experience. they got four senior offensive linemen. Uh, they got one of the best receivers that I've seen around, Alan Lazard. Uh, I know him well, recruited him back in the day. Uh, big kid, really good player. Um, they've got a couple other wideouts that are really, really good, too. Um, they've got a, a, a stable of running backs, some young running backs that are starting to play really well for them. Uh, and, of course, we all know what Mike Warren can do. He's a talented guy. So they've got a lot of good players over there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, defensively, you can just see Matt bringing his stamp to the, to, the, to the table with those guys. He's done a really good job. Um, you know, they've got a, a leader over there in the secondary in, in the, the Cotton Moya kid. I think he's a really good player. Uh, Justin Thomas is a big defensive tackle, really big guy. Uh, they've got some big guys inside now. There's, uh, DeMond Tucker and, and Justin, Justin Thomas are both really, really big, sizable guys that, man, they, they have a, you have a hard time in those A-gaps with those guys. Um, they do a really good job on special teams, um, and, you know, he really has done a great job of, of getting these guys uh, to be very competitive in, in a very tough league early in his career. So I know it's going to be a great challenge. I know both of us are looking forward to playing, so it'll be good to see them on Saturday. So uh, let's take some questions. With, with Montel returning to practice, have you made a decision yet on, on who's starting for Saturday? We'll go through practice today and tomorrow. Uh, we're still in that competition mode, uh, but we'll go through practice today and tomorrow and make that decision. When Carter hasn't been the starter, and the other guys have, what has he done in practice to be engaged so that, that there's not a, a learning gap between he and the other quarterbacks? Well, I'll tell you that it's a good question because you're not ready to play just by mistake when you go out there after you haven't been out there very much. And I think I mentioned it a few weeks back. Uh, every single play that we have in practice, 
that kid is actually going through the play behind the behind the quarterbacks, behind that actual play taking place. He's actually going through the procedure. He's going through every bit of that. And that's how I think he was really prepared to play the other day. He's been doing it for four or five weeks. Uh, it's something that we require our guys to do, but he never misses a play. You look up every now and then, you see some of them missing plays. Uh, but every single play, he goes through it from procedure to communication. Uh, and then they'll actually take his drop, and you'll see his eyes working. So uh, I think that's really what has helped him. I think his commitment to being prepared is what helped him step in the other day and play well. And uh, he, he sparked us. I was really, really impressed with the fact that he came in just – he started right off the bat with a snap that really hit the ground on his left-hand side, and he picked it up and found Steven Sims on a quick little run-pass option there for a six-yard gain. And that, that was something that told me he, had, he was prepared. He knew what all of his answers were. So it was good to see him do that. You've had to make a few of these quarterback decisions this year. <coughs> Would you classify this as one of your most difficult ones, just with how well Carter played on the side Well, you know, our deal is we want to win. And... Whatever we got to do to help our help ourselves get, get a chance to get that victory is what we got to do. It's not about what's challenging; it's about what is best for this football team. And uh, listen, the guy did a great job in that game the other night, sparking us. And he he kind of left that game with a hot hand. Uh, now we had two two drives there late that we should have capitalized on both of those, and that game would have got real interesting real quick. And we we made a mistake there. Uh, that cost us from being able to do that, put that ball in the end zone. I mean, that, that, that goes to 35 points pretty quick. And there really wasn't anything on their side of the ball that really stopped those drives. It was us. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things that we can go to school on. Um, but, you know, he, he is, he's been a guy that I've I said before, there's something about him. You know, he's got kind of a gamer deal to him. That uh, he did a good job the other day. I fully expect him to be prepared if his numbers called this week, just like I expect all of them to be prepared this week. He's a high school coach. I just went to a clinic that was it Tony Franklin in the area back? Uh, Franklin? Yeah, I, I think he played in the Tony Franklin system. Okay, so uh, when you said that Starks was the first one you recruited for this offense, did you mean your specific wrinkle on the air raid or? Yeah, um, I guess uh, when it comes down to uh, rather whether we re- recruited Carter for, is that what you're asking? Whether yeah. we recruited him, we knew what he could do. He was a dual threat guy. We knew that some of the things were similar. Uh, you know, the, the, the language time is always the barrier. It takes a while to get that to get that stuff in grain. Uh, but we knew he definitely had the talent. We knew, we knew he definitely had that talent. Yeah. And, you know, Tony just happened to use all of our terminology while, while Starks was there, which kind of kind of helped him a little bit. Did you did you talk with Daniel Wise after the ejection? Since the ejection, what was kind of the, the conversation? What was the tone of it? Yeah, we you know we spoke right there on the sideline, and uh, right right after it happened, and you know he is a he's a classy kid. He he was under control. He just simply asked. He said, "Coach, I I didn't do anything. I'm not sure why I'm getting kicked out of the game. You know, I, I ran into the guy. You know, we pushed a little bit, but I didn't I didn't throw a punch at him. And I said, well, hey." You know, you were standing around it, so you know you left it up to those guys to decide. And when that happens, man, we, we go with what they say. So, from that standpoint, he handled himself well. Um, you know, he did everything that I asked him to do to that point. He didn't, he, you know, he didn't react in a poor fashion. He did a really nice job that way. And uh, at that point, there's really not much else that we as coaches can do, or or he can do, other than make sure that we abide by what they ask us to do, and then we continue to play on. Now, after the after the fact, when we got back, we addressed all of that with our team, just the chippery stuff that was going on that we haven't seen uh, since we've been here. And 
those types of things are just sources of frustration that they just simply can't happen. We don't we don't allow those to happen. It's just not part of what we do. And I said it last night, you know, when you're doing things like that or when you're involved in things like that, whether they're bad enough or not, in your mind, it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what he sees and how he interprets it. So when you're standing around something, you can step in it. You gotta be careful. Get away, do your job, make the play, play as hard as you can, play as clean as you can, and then get off the feet. You know, those are things that if there was something that I was really disappointed in the other night, it was the fact that we had a couple of personal fouls that whether they were really warranted or not, I, I, I don't care. We were close enough that we put ourselves in position to be judged. And we've got to learn from that. Get yourself away from those situations. And, you know, that won't be a problem from this point forward. I promise you. Outside of just the personal fouls, you guys had quite a few penalties on Saturday. That hadn't been a problem for you this year. Do you look at Saturday's as <coughs> just kind of an, an anomaly? Uh, well, we look at it for what it was. We had to go find, figure out, you know, what caused some of those things. And as you look at it, a, a lot of it that, that goes down really comes down to focusing on what your job is and not focusing on things that don't matter. Uh, just like I talked about, you know, your job is to go play as hard as you can and get off the field or go get back in the hub. So that takes care of a lot of it there. I think focus early in the game was kind of a big deal, you know, for us making sure that we're ready. So we had, we had, uh, we had pretty much all of our penalties on offense in the first half, which cost us in a lot of drives. We had one penalty that was declined in the second half offensively, and the, the uh, production was way different. So uh, we go to school on that, and we look at the fact that, hey, that's why we do focus so much on making sure that we don't beat ourselves. How, how did Montel suffer his concussion? What Did he did you see the play that it happened on or have a sense about it happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, he got – he threw a deep vertical ball to uh, Stephen Sims on a backside post. He got lit up. And it wasn't necessarily the hit, but his head had hit the ground when he came back. The guy hit him when he was in the air, and you could see his head hit the ground pretty good. I mean, he got hit a few times in the game, so uh, I'm sure maybe it was an accumulation effect. But that, that one hit was a pretty good hit that he took. Um, how important was it to see Carter not only with number ones, but against number ones? Very important. I've been saying it from the very beginning. Trying to get him some meaningful reps is a challenge, you know, particularly when you're trying to, when you're in a rebuilding process and maybe you're not getting into situations where you're able to get your second guy in there and be able to let him play meaningful minutes because maybe you aren't leading leading uh, games. So that, that makes it a little bit more challenging. So you have to give them their, you got to give them their experience in real game situations. And in that situation, I'm not, you know, we were not, we were not about to go to, to um, Carter right there until Montel got hurt, and it, it just presented itself, but the plan was already in place to play, put him in the game, and I thought he responded well. Uh, you know Iowa State hasn't won in the Big 12, but uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State, K-State, Oklahoma, those are all pretty close scores. Yeah. How much better are they than the 1-8? Man, they're a lot better than one in eighteen. They're the best one in eighteen in the country. Maybe one of the best one in eighteen teams you uh, you really have, have seen. Uh, they had seventeen point lead, I believe, at Baylor. Seventeen point lead at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, so they they can put points on the board. Like I talked about, they got two really good quarterbacks. I think both those guys can play just about anywhere. Joe Lanning is a he's a dangerous guy. He can run it and he can throw it. And he's big and he's got a lot of experience. He's a good player. Uh, you know, Jacob Park, they love they love that guy throwing the football. I can see why. He can sling it. I mean, they've got some good players over there. Alan Lazard, that dude's really good. He's a really good player. And they got four senior offensive linemen up front, you know. You don't realize how important that is until you don't have four seniors up front. 
Once you have four seniors up front, I mean, you know, things kind of start settling down. You know, our senior up front plays pretty good. He's played a lot of football. The fact that you've employed different starting quarterbacks this season, how does that help you prepare for whatever Iowa State, whichever quarterback they throw at you? Yeah, I mean, you know, from him, we've been watching this team, you know, obviously all year. We, we track all the all the teams that we're, we, we're playing. I, I really do like the landing kid. I think, I, I mean, I'm a fan of this guy because he's a good player. I watched him last year when he came in um, in relief of the other guy that they had been playing, and I was like, man, this guy's good. I mean, he's talented. He really is. He's he, he's a talented guy, and, you know, I didn't really know a whole bunch about the Park kid until we get to watch him play a lot. And you can see why they're playing both those guys because they both are very, very capable, very talented kids. I mean, it's interesting to see how the, the, the plays have changed with regard to, you know, who's starting and who's getting to, who's coming in and playing more and how that thing's working out right now. I mean, as of late, Joel's been running the ball pretty much, and then, you know, Jacob's been throwing the ball pretty much. So, but I think both of them can do it. So we're going to have to be prepared for whoever goes in there, which makes it a little bit more challenging on, on our defensive staff to, to be able to be ready for those guys. Again, against West Virginia, it's like the first time in seven weeks that Lawrence hadn't had a sack. He's still, still at two CFLs. But, I mean, is there enough you can say about the job he's done here? <coughs> no, I really can't. You know, uh, when, when, you're, when you're developing a program or trying to turn a program around, um, you need to hit on a couple every year, a couple really good ones. You need to, it's, it's, it's kind of unrealistic to say that you're going to hit on more than a couple in every class that are just really talented. Um, but you need to hit on a couple. And Dorrance is one that we hit on. You know, Stephen Sims is one that we hit on. So there was two in that class that were, that were exceptional that we think can be really, really good. Uh, you know, in this next class, we got some guys coming. Dalen Charlotte, you haven't seen him yet, but man, he is a talented cat, and he's in that class. Uh, you know, there's some guys, Khalil Herbert, we think he's a really talented guy. Dorrance is one of those guys that kind of you put into that, hey, we need, we need 12 to 15 real guys to help us be what we need to be in the conference, and it takes time to do that. You get three or four a year over a four or five-year period, next thing you know, you're playing with 10, 12, 15 of them, and now you got a shot. It seemed like when you, you on sign, his early signing day, you knew when you got Dorrance that you would hit on one to use your phrase. Did you know that about Sims, or was he a pleasant surprise? Uh, I, I knew Sims was talented. I had him at camp at A&M, and he was by far the best route runner that we had. We signed three or four or five stars that year. We had some really talented guys, but he was destroying people in camp. I mean, his, his routes were ridiculous, and I'm, I mean, my heart was really kind of breaking for the guy because I'm like, this guy's really good. He just wasn't very big, and, uh, you know, for what we were looking for at that time, uh, it, I mean, my, my eyes were on him. I mean, once I got this job, it was the first phone call, one of the first phone calls I made, and he's been a really good gift for us. And he could, pro he could play in a lot of places, there's no doubt about that. He's a talented guy, but we had an idea we had one. The hard thing about young guys is, man, you play them as freshmen, man, it, sometimes it, it slows their progress, if, unless you do it right, you know. I mean, I just go back to Jadavion Clowney. He averaged 17 snaps a game his first year. I thought the old ball coach did a great job because it's hard on any freshman to play as many snaps as really most people want them to play. They're just not ready for it. And I've said it before, Stephen has matured so much. Dorrance was already a mature guy, but you're, he just, he weighed 215, 220 pounds. He's 253 pounds right now. And he's, he's kind of got himself into growing up a little bit. Same thing with Steve. Just takes a little while. I mean, 
They're not going to answer the, the world's questions right away, but if you give them a little time, they, they can turn out for you. But how's Herbert's foot doing? Is he going to be able to play this week? He's a lot better than he was. Uh, we could have used him last week. Uh, we could have used him, uh, but we, we were able to kind of get through that game without doing it. I thought Keon was playing really, really well, and then I thought Taylor was running the ball really hard. He, he had some nice improvement in that game last week. 